We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're inching closer to the All-Star break, and we're talking pickups and two start starting pitchers here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, we got all this new fancy equipment here in the office. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube or you know on Twitter or what have you, uh, we appreciate that. Hope everything looks and sounds good. And if you're listening through your normal channels, we appreciate you as well. Do you have a live studio audience? <laughs> no. Oh. You get a laugh track though. Um, how are you though on this Friday afternoon? How about a drum? Just bum bum. I'm doing fine. Uh, doing well. Um, busy. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all busy. No one's busier than everybody thinks they're busy, but everybody's busy. So we're not all busy, right? It's all the same. Um, mid nice weather. Trying to decide if I want to head to the Cape in a couple of weeks for some Cape Cod League ball. And yeah, that's been my major. In between writing today, I I ponder if I'm going to head to the Cape or not. Yeah, man. I- you uh that could do you well it's always nice to get out i need to go to some games i'm going to a couple at great american ballpark later this month so that'll be nice uh hanging with the old man it'll be a lot of fun and the rest of the family too it'll be the first time we're all together in many years so wow wow wow. yeah Um, yeah hopefully bob and bob and phil castellini can stomach me for a couple games (laughs) <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some pickups before we get into two-star pitchers. Of course, two-star pitchers will dominate this conversation as normal, but uh, some interesting potential ads out there. Lou Trevino was the top ad in the stake league, which makes sense because it seems he's wrestled that job back in Oakland. But then I added Reed Detmers, who's coming up to start today against the O's. He struck out 14 his last time out in the minors. And, uh, of course, he had that no-hitter at the big league level for the season. Derek Van Riper, our buddy, kind of got me sniffing around again on Reed Detmers. Uh, it sounds like he kind of reworked his slider after I looked into it. And I, I think Adam Wolf and his uh, Detmers note at Rotowire noted that as well, that he's changed up his slider a little bit. I'm hoping for... Good things from Detmers, but then Mitch White was also out there. So I guess I'm kind of wondering, Todd, who would you rather have between Mitch White and Reed Detmers? Yeah, Detmers is interesting. I was hoping for more than one start to judge, you know, by which to judge. 14 strikeouts and one walk and six inning against Tacoma certainly looks nice, but I wanted I wanted a little bit more. Um, I guess, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, which one's going to be in the rotation longer. Um, are you talking about like a short term or more of a long term scenario? Well, I know you kind of stressed that this focus on the next like few weeks or the next month or so. So, and I'm kind of with you there. So I'm just kind of looking more short term. Yeah. I mean, White has got the Cardinals this week. Well, the week we're talking about, Detmers has got the Dodgers which isn't ideal. It's at home, though. Um, you know what? I'm, I, I think even though White can get better, 
I think we know what we have, at least right now, with Mitch White. So if I'm looking for some upside, I guess I'm betting, you know, I, you, I, you, know you, you know how conservative I am. But at some point, you know, you got to let whatever hair, you know, you got to let your hair down at some point. So maybe this is the opportunity, even though it's the Dodgers, maybe this is the opportunity to, you know, inject a little risk into my portfolio and go with the higher upside choice of these two for this particular question. So, yeah, I may surprise and go Detmers. I like the K's that he showed in that in that minor league start recently. So, and he, he's had a, a K profile coming up. He just hadn't translated it to the majors really to this point. I mean, ninety-seven in fifty-four innings at Double A as a twenty-one-year-old. You know, I mean, he's he's had so he's 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 had strikeouts all throughout. Well, he hasn't had a very long minor league career, but it is part of his pedigree. So. Maybe maybe he just needed to tweak the slider to, to to have it manifest at the major league level. Yeah, that's possible. It's very possible. And the guy who kind of in that mix as well, and actually he lines up for two, so he's going to be on our list of grades. Brian Bayo for your Red Sox. Do you get eyes on Brian Bayo? Sweet. Yeah, it's not up yet. It it'll be up soon after we get done. Uh, but yes, I did. And I, I wrote up a bit about Brian Bale. I, it's one start. I don't want to use this as evidence of good, bad, or ugly. Uh, all I'm saying is it surprised me how many times he double, triple, quadrupled, and even threw the same pitch to the same batter five times in a row. Um, I think we, I think he was trying to get by on stuff mixed in with scouting reports. And as he matures and as Dave Bush and Christian Vasquez learn more about him and what he can do. I think we'll see more mixing up some of these pitches. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, we're talking highly of him, but to put it in perspective, I mean, nothing wrong with being, I think it was 80th or 87th, something in that range on James top 400 list. There's nothing wrong being the 80th best prospect in baseball, but he's not, you know, he's not at the same level of some of these other arms that, you know, we're talking top 10 and top 20. He's a very good, prospect and maybe he will mature into one of the better ones but you know let's keep that in perspective for now but anyway got my eyes on him impressed it's it's a lot of fast stuff i'd like to see a little more delta or a little more use of a slower pitch slider 84 change up 88 and the two fastballs are on 97 so there's a not eight or nine mile nile delta i'd like to see a little more um but like what i saw nice good to know i did not get to see his big league debut but i did randomly you know, I don't know if you've had this happen, but if you're watching MLB.tv, then all of a sudden they do like a start into a preview of their uh, MILB.tv. Like the last game I'd watched had, had ended, so it just kind of transitioned <laughs> to that. And I saw him in, in the minors earlier this year and thought he was looked pretty impressive, Brian Bayo. Was B E L L O. Yeah, I mean, if and I and I joked about this. If one more person tweeted out the pronunciation it would have started to trend. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I expected more people to be mispronouncing it uh, for years to come instead of actually everybody tweeting the correct. It's like Scott Bayo, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully his career doesn't take the same downward turn that Scott's did. But anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Aaron Savali was picked up for three. By the way, Brian Bayo was two, so. Uh, Trevino, six. Reed Detmers, I got for three. Halterman got Aaron Savali for three. Brian Bayo. Savali's changed up some things, too. I'm interested to see what happens there. I saw he's got a like a juicy matchup in this weird lineup yeah. period league. So, uh, your mean Mercedes, I guess he's resurfaced with San Francisco for a little bit. Uh, Chris Flexen, Tyler Naquin's back. So, so he homered in the second game, yeah. This doubleheader, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mitch White, as I mentioned, and Kevin Biggio. You know, Santiago Espinal's been pretty darn good, but it seems like Biggio's kind of back in their good graces there in Toronto. They're moving him around, played a little first base. You know, he's he's and I know, I mean, Vlad's they have a first baseman. Uh, just saying that they're they're getting they're finding ways to get Biggio into the lineup a little bit more, yeah. And, you know, pretty good, uh, at least good patience, maybe a little too too patient. 
Uh, he's had three multi-hit games in the past week. I know he's had a couple where he didn't get hits. Strikeouts are under control. Um, hasn't walked very much lately. So, I mean, you know, lower expectations. He's probably not a terrible fill-in. Checking to see where he's eligible now. Um, first and second. Did he come Yeah, He came in with third. So he's got eligibility at all the infield positions. And if you're in a five outfield, a five position eligibility league in season, he adds outfield. So that's useful, right? The fact you can put him anywhere. Absolutely. Jake Myers for a buck. Bruce, I like that. They're all for a buck. Uh, that was looking, that would look real good if he hadn't just gotten hurt with some sort of injury grad or all. But, uh, you know, relating to that Dodgers bullpen situation, what's your level of concern with Kimball right now? Yeah, I um I don't know yet. Um, I'm, I kind of alluded to I'm in the process of writing up Todd Stakes, and I know I noticed Vesia got the save. See, I write about some stuff I see, then I write about stuff I see in the box score, and Vesia got another save. I haven't not I have not yet researched the uh, the reason, and you mentioned Gratterall getting hurt, so I I will know my you know ask me in an hour. And I'll have done a little bit more due diligence on the uh, on the Craig Kimbrell scenario. I thought I read yesterday or heard that he was supposed to be back. So, um, yeah, I uh, actually I also um, maybe you've heard. I haven't had a time to look up yet um, to, to check out Jerickson Profar from his collision last night, which there have been a lot of ugly collisions this season, too many, oh. and this could have been the ugliest. I was off. I saw he was diagnosed with a concussion and a okay, okay. pain, but he was discharged from the hospital. So that's, that's good. really good news because I don't want to make light of things like this, but um, he got he tried to walk off the field and literally collapsed. Um, so, it was yeah. it was it was scary. My, I mean, I was yeah. I was nervous. I mean, I you know I was literally nervous that we were you know in in it. And he he, uh, he was responsive, etc. But uh, yeah, uh, C.J. Abrams ran a long way from second base to short left field and his, you know, his knee just crushed profile right in the face. It was so ugly. I don't know. I mean, um, God, glad he's released from the hospital. Good. Yeah. That's, that's big. That's, I saw it too. Yeah. When he was walking off and just collapsed those. Yeah. The, the knees just gave out. It was terrible. Anyway. That's terrible. But back to the Dodgers bullpen, maybe yeah. because Gretarol has some right side soreness. Maybe you do pivot to Vessi as your, if you're looking to speculate there, Kimbrel, uh, let me just double check to see if there's been any update on him. Uh, he returned, so uh, maybe it was just he wasn't available yesterday. He had a CT scan, yeah, that's what it was the CT scan on his back. Oh, wait, he pitched yesterday, but then he returned, so yeah, I mean, there's just he's been pretty terrible. So he pitched the last. So the, the, the concern now you can flip the question from injury to just performance, yeah. I mean, I, the reason Vessi got the save, at least I hadn't done my research yet, because it looks like Kimbrell blew it. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I still – I'm kind of a Kimbrell apologist. I always find a way to spin the numbers to make it look good, even though he's not getting the job done. I'll probably do it again. But I can't imagine that he's permanently removed from the job. I can see him, uh, you know, getting his stuff back in the seventh and eighth or something and then moving back into the closing role. But I, I don't see it being permanent. I hear you. It's He's just been such a roller coaster lately. And, yeah, well, that X or the CT scan was negative. If, if he winds yeah, up, it, it, it could open the door. It, they, it's, it's, it's usually that he gets the job done, but his, his breakdowns are so pronounced that we think he's been terrible, you know, for a longer period. And you, can, you can't just take away those bad outings because they happen. But it's always been a case where you take, you know, he's got 12 outings, take out these two, and he's been the best closer in the league. And that's kind of been my analysis for the past 15 years. But he has those poor outings on occasion. You just have to accept the fact you're going to get him and trust he's going to be nails again in between those poor outings. Well, we're halfway through the season now. He's made 30 appearances. He's got a 4-8-2 ERA. Yeah, it's not looking good for Zola's narrative this year, is it? Well, the thing is that they did come out and say, like, we're not even considering a role change, but, you know, an IL stint could obviously change things. Maybe he needs one. I mean, this is a guy you're going to be leaning on in the postseason. 
Maybe you get him a little maintenance and uh, give him a little rest. But anyway, yeah, I was I saw Gratterall got one, so I was kind of like sniffing around there, and uh, but then he uh, he's hurt, so maybe Vesia. So it looks like he had a the Dodgers had a three run lead, and he started the ninth, and two thirds of inning, two hits, a run, uh, a walk involved. He struck out the two for the outs, and Roberts just went to Vesia for the final out. I'll take I'll look a little bit more clo- closer. Uh, lefty righty, who was the batter, you know why he may have taken Kimbrel out. But maybe well, maybe it's because he threw thirty-one pitches yeah. to get to that point. Wow, that's what you call uh, laboring. Gonsolin okay. threw ninety-three, seven over seven innings. Right, guy, I know he's having some good fortune, but I know a, a certain guy you and I both know says, "What you create your own luck in life?" And... Eh. You do, <laughs> you do. But you know, clearly, but I'm just saying, not a, you can't just say Tony Gonson's just lucky. No, 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 it, it, absolutely not. And you know, three strikeouts, zero walks. Yeah, that's 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 pedestrian. Uh, but he's you know also doing other things really well, really well. So um, you know, story for another day. But um, but yeah, absolutely, he's been a uh, you know he's kind of been a first half version of Ranger Suarez last year. You know, I mean, the the numbers are just gaudy. Ronzi Contreras was still out there. James got him for a buck. I don't know how I missed that. That's a good pickup. I know he was sent down, Ronzi Contreras, but he's uh should be back up. Maybe they clear the deck a little bit at the deadline. He should be in there. Do a locked in for Pitt for the rest of the season. Uh, let me just double check real quick Derek Van Riper's league. That's the one where I did get uh I did get Mitch White there. Not looks like a pretty quiet week there. Brian Bayo for five. Glenn Otto was the big pickup there. That's a little little deeper. Anything else? Any other pitchers on your mind or players on your mind before we get to two-star pitchers for next week? No, I think if there is, it'll, it'll come up as we talk about the two starters. Nice. Well, Disco Dave just asked in the chat, would I rather have Scooble or Kyle Wright rest of the season? That's Kyle Wright for me. Scooble's mm. going to hit the skids. So, uh... Wow. Um Wow, Disco. Um, you know what? Wright has turned it on lately, but I do think Scuba will figure it out. Um, all right. If Clay says right, I'm going to go there. I honestly, it's a, it's a, that's a tough one. Well, before we get into two star pitchers, let's take a quick break. We'll get to uh, take care of a little bit of business and hear a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. And Todd, this is going to be our last week grading two-star pitchers for a while because, well, next week there won't be any two-star pitchers to grade because the All-Star break will be looming the following week. Then I'm off the 22nd and 29th. Well, it'll be the last week we're doing it together. I'll have uh, I'll have a guest on. I uh, don't know who yet. I'm actually filling in for uh, for Jeff at the when when during the Las Vegas week, the All Star break week. So I need to find a third guest for the for the Thursday industry pod. So y'all be busy. I hope I have enough friends. I hope I can find enough people. Yeah, man. Well, appreciate all you guys being along with us for the the first half, and we'll be back for most of the second half together. If, any, if there's anybody you guys want to hear, you know, help me out with two starts. You know, tweet at me, tweet at us, and you know, me if 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 we're on speaking terms, maybe I can get them. Yeah, maybe try like Jenny Butler. I'm a big fan of Jenny. She's she's really good. Uh, no, we don't speak. We don't speak. No, Jenny and I aren't speaking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a, a suggestion I thought I'd throw out there, but yeah, it's been great, and thanks for being along for the ride. And we'll be back really for all of August and uh, September, unless you you take a little well-deserved time off Todd but let's get into these two-star pitchers zero to five scale as always Merrill Kelly is going to be the first one up you can follow along with us at rotowire by the way rotowire.com slash try for a trial on us uh, you can sort the you go to probable pitchers and customize grid custom start date 7 11 2022 Merrill Kelly at San Francisco at San Diego He's come back to earth a little bit, but uh, I, I kind of like these uh, matchups. I'll give Merrill Kelly a three, I think. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a two. Two. I uh, I, I, I kind of with you. It's probably a two point five five nine. You know, a little roundup. We get him the three, but I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna go with a two now. He's always around the plate. Which always puts them in danger of a blow up, and these clubs can hit a little bit. They're on the road, so we'll go two. Nice. Um, well, Max Freed for Atlanta's made a star turn this season. He's kind of completed that star turn, I guess you could say, because he's really reached that ace level. Nine and two, two five two ERA, and the guy right behind him, Spencer Strider, looks to be on his way there too. He's been off the charts lately. So those two for Atlanta next week. Versus the Mets at Washington, uh, Freed's going to be a five, and I think Strider's a, a four at this point. I, I really... Isn't he like a seven? <laughs> I mean, you, you listen to Twitter, you know, you have to invent a new scale. I'm just, I'm being a little wise guy. Uh, I love what I see from Strider. What do you have? Nine, six in a row, six in a row, starting off the last game, uh, and first, yeah, the first six outs. I think he got. Yeah, with. something crazy. Um, I'm going to go four. Just you know, I mean, need to need to see. Need to see it a little longer, but it's probably, you know, it's it's coming. So, yeah, five and four. Freed, you know, I think he's certainly cemented status as an S, as fantasy SP1. Maybe not, you know, top five, six, or seven, but I think, you know, I, I think he's definitely a top, you know, 15 starter now. You know, I have Strider and Derek Van Riper's Maki League, and I'm, I was thinking what it would take. Not that anybody's really come knocking because they probably know the prices astronomical but what it would take to get strider off my hands in a keeper league like that it would take quite a bit maybe if you want to go buy high it's not the worst idea but uh it would take quite a get to pry yeah i can i I could i can understand why he's looked really really impressive the baltimore orioles have two off days next week so kind of weird I guess not so weird, but before the all, it's actually. I mean, it's actually as you'll see if you haven't looked. It is a kind of a busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just happens to be that Baltimore is victimized by the goofy two-game series with the Cubs to start the week. You know, I mentioned earlier that Brian Bayo is going to be lined up for two, but actually, currently we don't have him for two in our starters grid. But I think, well, know, I don't see him heading back. But 
Maybe with the All Star break, we could shuffle some things around. That's, that may be. The- well, I mean, look at who we're look at who we have pitching other than Bayo. I mean, we've got Winkowski, Siebold, and and Eovaldi. So there's a lot of uh, assuming so and so comes back and so and so stays. You know, I mean, Siebold gets sent back down. Uh, a lot of different things can happen now. Back, by the way, sorry, Chris Sale back Tuesday. Right? Why well, he's? Yeah, I think that's the. That I'm yeah, that could actually be in bold. That's been announced. Whether or not you know, um, so uh, that that has been announced. Uh, you know, I I don't know how it ma- if it matters. I well, I think Bayo is named the futures game. I wonder if he can still pitch in it oh, if he's yeah. on the Red Sox roster. That's interesting. Yeah, but I now that I think about it, I do think they could probably swap him out for a fresh arm Bayo after Monday start. A few different things. Yeah. Um, shortly after the break. But Sale, I mean, w- w- as we mentioned, knock on wood, debuting Tuesday. And then if he gets Sunday against the Yankees, I mean, you start. I'm starting him, right? If you if you stash him this long, he's going. Even though he's coming off a hissy fit for his last start, um, I'm I'm starting him. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of strange. That sissy fit. I, well, really, like, as if he's the only one ever to do that. And I'd be saying this as I talk, uh, as, as I will probably talk about on the radio tomorrow with Eric, since it was just pre-recorded. I, I'm not saying this because I'm a Red Sox fan. And I right, was it immature. Sure. But yeah, he's the only one in the history of the game that's ever done that. Come on. It, it's, it's just, it's, let's not go overboard in our holier than thou Twitterisms, uh, keyboard warriors, you know, that, that, that we're seeing. And I, again, I'd be saying that if it were, you know, uh, any, any other team. I hear you. It's just uh, more so than that. It was his comments after afterward that left me scratching my head. Like athletes are in a different, are, are athletes to me are a different mindset. They just oh. think and act differently. So a lot of times I don't even, it just, I, I'm not, I can't think along those lines. I can't relate. So I don't try to judge it. I hear you, man. Well, I'm not really judging him either. It's just the, <laughs> about him being like, well, is there a decision to, is on them to film it? And if I were in Bank of America, I, I just didn't understand the bank. Yeah. Of- well, there was some weird, yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, their mind is weird. I mean, he paid for it. He paid, he gave, you know, paid more. All right. That does not absolve everything. But anyway. So Chris Sale, I got as a three. What say you? Are? Oh, yeah. An actual number three. Yes. Okay, and then <laughs> the Cubs are going to have no two-star pitchers because they, but they get Stroman back next week. We have them lined in, penciled in. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that would work. And then the Reds, same with them, I guess, because uh, oh, because Tyler Malley's on the IL now. So right, right. Duggar, and yeah. they hope to have him back right after the break. But you know, I know. I mean, I know you've watched a Reds game or two. I'm, I mean. It's kind of fun watching watching Ashcraft, Green, and Lodolo develop. I mean, it's we can say what we want about what they did tearing down the team and, and, and wrecking the offense, but it's you gotta. I mean, for half the game watching, it's gonna be interesting watching their pitchers. Love having Lodolo back, and I yeah, really like Green's makeup and his ability to really show progress in his development from self to son. It's pretty amazing. Gra- Grandma Ashcraft, though, actually just dropped in one league. Yeah. Little, he's, the th- he's the third of the three. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, this is a rough week against the Yankees. But I don't, I mean, I'm not giving up. I think he can be an innings eater. I dropped Ashcraft for Josiah Gray. It was still so Oh, wow. Yeah. I was lucky enough to. Uh, Good move there. I also picked up uh, Patrick Corbin, by the way. Don't ask me about that one. Uh, Cal Quantrill and Shane B. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not going to get by. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> no, I forget who I dropped. Um, are you are you can are you trashing ratios purposely? No, it's a head to head league. <laughs> are you trying to lose to get better? Uh, get a better matchup of the playoffs? Hey, playoffs. I got to jump on something here. Uh, you know what? In a head to head, you can make up. There are. I can see where there are. Uh, scenarios. I just uh, anyway. No, I get it. I just yeah. This is uh, NL only with weird benches and yeah. Head to head. I mean, you, you win the week, you lose the week, and 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 you're done, right? And you know, you need him for that week. You need him for that week. It's Kenley soon, so I'll probably be the drop there. But yeah, I did pick him up. All right, back to two star pitchers for the week of July 11th. Cal Quantrill, Shane Bieber. The Guardians have eight next week. 
So they'll need uh, all their starters. Uh, Quantrill and Bieber versus the White Sox versus Detroit. Pretty nice. I know Quantrill's, you know, such like a like the analytics world just hates this guy, but I think I'm going to give him a two and Bieber a four. I was leaning to three for Quantrill. Um, and Beaver's a four. He should. I mean, and then, I mean, it's actually surprising with these matchups that he's not a five. I think. I think that's kind of the bigger upset that that we both say Beaver's a four. Um, I'm going to give Quantrill a three. Maybe it's just the eye. Maybe it's more because I'm I'm relying on my eyes and and not and not enough on the numbers. But I just I like you know he's he's had a couple of rough ones, but I just see enough good there that I'm going to go with the three. Okay, so you're going to go Quantrill 3 and Bieber 4. I got you down for Quantrill 3. All right. The numbers aren't going to have him that high, but like you said, the analytics don't like him. Yeah, very true. Now, uh, on to Colorado. There was a Jose Urania sighting earlier this week. He actually pitched well against the Dodgers. Surprised he didn't find a way to uh, throw it Ronald Acuna, even though they weren't facing <laughs> But uh he actually pitched okay against the Dodgers, but at home, no chance. That's going to be a zero for him and and a zero for Gomber, even even uh, though he gets pit at the end of that two step. I just I don't trust Gomber. Oh, they're at home. I mean, that's all. I mean, I'm going to give a I'm going to give um I'm going to give I, I'm going to grade the joke on an eighty scale and give it a seventy five. That was that was very good. The oh, made made me laugh. No, I can't start either of them at home. Okay, yeah, that's that's a zero. No more, no reason to elaborate further there. Uh, for the White Sox, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, Cease is going to be a five. Lynn a little bit tougher to grade. Um, if I gave Sale a three, I think he's right there and probably step below Strider. So I'm going to give Lynn a three. I'm with you, and I don't. You know, he's been back long enough now that we should be seeing. You know, Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. and it's not as good as we had hoped. So I'm with you with a three. I know Cleveland's struggling. Uh, Minnesota's not struggling. But, yeah, I'm going to go three. mentioned that Michael Pineda was a pickup in the stake league. He gets uh, in traditional Monday through Sunday leagues next week. He gets two at KC, at Cleveland. Same for Bo Brisky. Brisky, you know, if maybe a, if – uh, I saw him in, in a similar situation to where I picked up Patrick Corbin, maybe. So I'll give Bo Brisky like a one because of that, you know, off chance, maybe some sort of weird points format. And Pineda, I think a, a two. Just need to see a little bit more, even with these plus matchups. I, I can't quite put him as a three. Um, I'm going to go Pineda three, and I'm going to go Brisky. I'm going to give him a two. Um, he, he, the strikeouts aren't huge. But doing a, doing a sort of a quick count here, first the matchups are fantastic, right? And he's had you know three quality starts in his past six outings. All right, Arizona got him, the Red Sox got him, um, but and then he then he fell short by one out against Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean these matchups to me, uh, I would I'd probably be picking Brisky up if he's available available and I needed two starts. I'm curious to see where he lands on my newfangled rankings where I look at the players that are rostered in fewer than 50% of NFBC leagues relative to where the mix 12 and mix 15 relievers, I'll bet he comes out, you know, available in over 50% and above the mix reliever line. Well, it sounds like Bo Brisky will be on a lot of your lists this weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't even like Brisky. I like corned beef, but it's weird that they're the same meat, but just seasoned differently. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I have to hope neither the Royals nor the Guardians make brisket out of it. Yeah. I've used that one. That's a that's about a 30. 30 yeah, hour. you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> inconsistent. I'm going to, my scouting report, I'm going to say jokes are inconsistent. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, So Houston's going with a six-man with, Javier pitching as well as he is, and then Odorizzi back. Maybe Odorizzi's bumped uh, before the end of the first half, but uh, tentatively no two-star pitchers for the Astros. Uh, 
So the Royals got a doubleheader on Monday, so that would put uh, Brad Keller and Daniel Lynch in line for two versus Detroit at Toronto. That second one honestly wipes them both out of the mix for me. I know you've been a Brad Keller apologist before, but would you consider them this week? Uh, at Toronto scares me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to go one, but D- Daniel Lynch is a zero. I'll give Keller a one. Um, in a points league, and I know that we're, you know, we're, I, you know, we're, I guess we're, we're grading for everybody, but in a points league where, you know, I mean, it, it just you get like one point and not twelve points, it's not as detrimental in a two start week. So I'll give him a one. All right, I hear you there. Uh, I got you down as a one for Keller. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick by a zero there. Now, am I seeing this right? The Dodgers and the Angels are both off the Sunday before the All Star break. It looks like they might. I mean, they have they have two a two game series. So, for whatever reason, they decided to schedule it Friday and Saturday as opposed to Saturday and Sunday. So, I, I'm assuming that our our crack staff is right, and for some silly reason, the the Angels and Dodgers. Maybe it's you know what is it? No, imported from you know. Partner. Actually, I was just about to, I was about to say something that's wrong. I was about to say maybe they need the field on Sunday, but it's in it's in it and and it's not an Angel Stadium, right? It's in Chavez Ravine, right? That sounds right. Yeah, so it, it can't be that they need the field um, for Sunday. Yeah. Well, I guess just a fortunate break for those teams. They get a little bit longer a break, maybe intermission. All right, so no two-star pitchers for the Dodgers or the Angels. But then for the Miami Marlins, Trevor Rogers, nice. I've held on to him. And you know what? I think I'll probably deploy him here versus Pitt versus Philly. Philly scares you a little bit, but I guess I'm just pot committed, and so I'll give him a two. Yeah, especially, you know, the well, Schwarber's lefty, but, you know, Philly has some righties. I have not put – not that, you know, not, you know, not that my eyes matter all that much. But of all the opinion, I've watched Berrios, I've watched uh, Giolito. I haven't watched Rodgers. I haven't had him as a uh, focus for Todd Stakes. So maybe I should do that this Sunday uh, or Monday, I should say. Maybe I'll do that on Monday, especially because it's the early, it's the 640 game. Those are always fun because you get to watch like a half an hour of the game before you start flipping, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put my eyes on Rodgers against Pitt. Of course, Pittsburgh might not be the best uh, measuring stick. I'm going to give Rodgers a one. I, I don't know what's going on. I just read that a change-up shape is just so much different. Um, I'll give him a one and, and and promise to look at him next week. And any reason to go into positive numbers? Oh, with Castano? No. Okay. And then Jason Alexander for the Brewers, I'm going to give him a zero to at Minnesota, at San Francisco. I can't see it. I don't mind him like two inning stints at a time, but no, I don't like this at all. That's a zero. Yeah, he's – I guess he's grabbed a couple wins in late uh, June, but no, I can't. I can't do with Jason Alexander, so I can do this. All right. We're making progress here. Let's uh, – let me get back to the grid. Now, you suggested you will be looking at Bo Brisky this weekend. I'm going to have Josh Winder on some lists, looking to maybe add him back to the mix because uh, the Twins need him, and at least tentatively versus Milwaukee versus the White Sox, a couple home starts. So yeah. now that he's healthy again, I like Winder as like a as a two. Yeah, the tens of you watching over fate, you know, watching me on uh, Facebook, etc. What's that weird look in his face? I'm trying to figure out. Who, who who's not pitching for Minnesota that that has Winder in there? I know Ober's not ready yet, but there's got to be a name that I'm forgetting because um, I you know in my head Winder was going to be sent back down and wasn't going to be pitching for a little while. Hit the eye. Uh, who's that? Chris Archer. Oh, Let's yep. See. Okay, yep. All right, that makes that that's the one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, no, I do like Winder, and I and I'm, I'm not going to have to waterfall him. Because I have him in several places, so oh, nice. Yeah, um, I don't love the matchups, but they are at home, so I'm going to go two. I don't remember what you said, but I'm going to go two. 
Yeah, I got two as well. I, I had them in a few leagues, but then I dropped them. And uh, yeah, okay. I had him on stashed on the IL, then he came back, but it was in a like, relief, so I dropped him. So I'm kind of regretting that, but hopefully I can remedy and get some uh, Josh Winder back in my uh, portfolio. Max Scherzer looked every bit of Max <laughs> against the Reds. I mean, just shoved it up their rear end. Uh, five on Scherzer. And David Peterson had a kind of a shaky return from the yeah. list, but uh, been pitching pretty darn well overall. At Atlanta, at the Cubs. Not the greatest, but I'll put him on that kind of winder tier. I'll, I'll give him a two. I'm going to give him a two, two as well. I mean, his strikeouts came out of nowhere, and I, I had him as a DFS, as a streamer last time because of the increased strikeouts. Kind of let me down. Uh, let you know, Yeah, he let me down. You know, I'm, not, I'm not pitching well because of Zola. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with a two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy in on the previous strikeouts than I am on uh, the blip. Now, uh, DVR, he mentioned him a couple times, you know, mentioned it on Twitter, giving a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, pimp to our starters rankings. He's like, he said he felt all warm and fuzzy that Jacob DeGrom was back on our probable starters grid. It's not for the following week, but um, yeah, that's that. We, we got DeGrom uh, pitching, I think, uh, game the, day, of- the day after the All-Star break. Yeah, first game out of the break is where we have him penciled in for now, and Hopefully we can bold him in and confirm him before too long. Yeah, yeah. Luis Severino is going to be a five home starts against the Reds and uh, Red Sox. So we'll be on yep. Nighter Watch on Tuesday with Severino against the Reds. I do want to just mention, though, that I thought Jason Collette had an interesting thought in one of his latest articles that wrote a wire just kind of looking at maybe proactive pitching measures you can take on your fantasy squad. He threw out the possibility that maybe Severino is shut down in September managed carefully if because the Yankees are running away with the division. Severino has already far surpassed his innings. But do you, right, but don't you you want him starting in the playoffs though, don't you? I mean, I know Cortez and Montgomery and Tyone have pitched well, but don't you want Severino weeks and then get him like a starter two before the end of the season? Yeah, I mean I can see I think there could be some management. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine that he's not one of the key. St- I mean, you know, once the playoffs start, you never know. Houston already proved that, you know, to, to the Yankees that what can happen. So while I agree that I think Severino's pace may slow down, I think it might be more of skipping a start now and again, um, you know, maybe getting an extended break around the all-star break, you know, not starting – in the top three, maybe starting on the Monday and, you know, something like that. I think we can, I think we might see that, which is kind of the same thing. It's just a, a different way of getting there. You know, the, 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 the end result being expect fewer innings from Severino going forward. It's just, we may differ a little bit on how we get there. Yankees at 60 and 23 up 14 and a half games. And that's- They're de- it's, I, I, I kind of alluded to it having watched a few times. The turnaround in their defense is silly. You know, I mean, that was their downfall other than just a bunch of big bats that just went for it and, uh, you know, struck out more than they hit homers in previous seasons. Their defense is outstanding. And that, to me, is, you know, applaud Cashman, applaud the uh, the organization for doing that. Yeah, I know IKF has kind of drawn the ire of some Yankees fans, but he really, by – Adding him and then shifting Glaber, back yeah, getting rid of Gary Sanchez, yes, really yeah, upgraded the defense a whole lot there. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at that division up 14 and a half games. It's like, you know, they got JP Sears, Clark Schmidt. I, I just, they're just they're just toying with everybody. I just imagine they're going to work some of those arms in. And, yeah, they're just toying with everybody now. Yeah, they're they are uh, absolutely silly, the Yankees. All right. Well, let's get back to it. Uh, no two-star pitchers for the Oakland A's. They got an off day. And uh, who's this? Adrian Martinez or Pennsylvania? I think. Yeah, I think the week before dictates needing to do this. I mean, the way it, with the way it worked out, that they can't, you know, skip somebody or whatever. Yeah, and I guess Adrian Martinez did pitch pretty well against Toronto on Tuesday. So yeah, right. I'll probably reward him with another start. I guess that's the thinking anyway. And then uh, Aaron Nola's five. Yep. I 
my last time really kind of second guessing Nola uh, will be this year. I, you know, had a kind of a token rank for him, not necessarily low on him, but I just, I never ended up with him. Uh, Mitch Keller is going to be a zero, but then Ronte Contreras, I mentioned James picked him up. I, he has to go to Colorado, though, to end the week. So. Yes, he does, doesn't he? I'm going to give Keller a zero. Contreras a one with the thought that he's going to be uh, higher than one in a lot of future weeks. Um, well, maybe not as – you may not have many two-star weeks, but you get what I mean. I'm, I guess if it's a two for Miami and a zero for Colorado, that averages out to one. So I'll go with your one. I'll see your one. And – just hope that he's able to, you know, minimize the damage in Colorado. Another guy who has to go to Colorado is Sean Manaya. He's coming off a brutal, yeah, game, and really, he's over his last four starts. Manaya has a six-five-two ERA, so he's been really getting knocked around. Uh, Eleven walks over that span, too. So being kind of generous with the free passes, Sean Manaya and. Yeah, so at Colorado versus Arizona, I think I can only give him an eye, like a, a one. I'm going to go two just because, you know, I think recency bias in Colorado, to me, he's like a four pitcher. So I can't drop him that two down, too far down. So I'm just going to go to a two. Honest to goodness, among the those two guys we mentioned, you know, Contreras and Manaya with uh, starts in Colorado this upcoming week, I think I'm leading I think Ronzi. It's because these stuffs, I think the stuff's a little better. The upside's a little better. But I like Manaya. I still, I, I still think that uh, you know, still my recency bias, is, you know, in Colorado aside, I think Manaya is a better pitcher at this point. So, but um, yeah, that's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting challenge. Yeah, yeah he has tr- rock lately, maybe. It was yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, yeah, that's an interesting comparison. You know, if if we were two other people, we'd be like putting, you know chugging a pitcher at Arizona on the line, but we're both older and more mature. <laughs> um, older, yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you in time about the more mature. Uh, Logan Gilbert, is he, a, is he a five locked in for you? I I guess with these matchups at Washington, at Texas, I got to give Logan Gilbert a five. Yeah, I um, I made the comparison again on tomorrow's show with Eric, Eric Alterman, uh, comparing Gilbert to Aaron Nola a little bit. Not, not the stuff. Not the release point and the, uh, anything else, but just kind of the style and that he's not sexy. He's just good. And I think I think we're going to be thinking, you know, Gilbert along those NOLA lines where, you know, I'm going to have him rank higher than the field um, because the field is looking for that little extra. And it's not there. He's just really, really good. I saw some stuff on Twitter about Alex Cobb having maybe like an all-time unlucky type ah. of stuff. I, I mean, I think this is another situation where I don't think you could just say it's all unlucky. It's you got to put some of the blame on the pitcher. But uh, versus Arizona, versus Milwaukee, maybe it's finally time for Cobb to uh, get on track a little bit. So I'm going to give him a three, actually, with those matchups. I'm going to give him a three as well. And, I mean, I'm part of that. Uh, they're coming to get me. Um, part of that, Alex Cobb has been unlucky. I mean, I posted the – Exit velos of the hits he gave up the other day—they were just silly low. I, you know, I drive faster than than half of the hit. Well, maybe not, but um, so you're right. Obviously, that it's not all bad luck. It, but and it's getting harder to tell people it's bad luck because every you know when it, how could it be this unlucky? Mm-hmm. Well, take a look at this—the log of that last game—a a dribble double down the line, a a ball that should have been caught. They're all going as hits. Yeah, but it wasn't just that the game that he was unlucky. In, you know? Well, no, no, he's been unlucky the entire. My point being, um, how long can we keep using luck? Luck. He's been, you know, at some point someone's going to say he can't be unlucky every game, you know. And he's, you know, there's again, there's been instances of not, but I'm just saying his most recent game. There's just a bunch of happenstance that it just happened. It was it's was silly. Totally, totally. I'm just. It's, no, I, I'm I'm with you, and this could be the week where so, uh, maybe he starts, maybe the maybe the ratios start tending back down. And Webb's a five, right, Logan Webb? Oh, he looks good. Yeah, I saw him last night. Um, why am I drawing him in? Oh, uh, Musgrove, Webb and Musgrove was fun to watch. 
Yeah, Webb's now got his ERA under three for the season. Miles Michaelis also under three. He's at 272 for the year versus Philly versus Cincinnati. Um, versus Philly versus Cincinnati. I think I'm going to give him a four. Oh, man. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give him a three. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give him a three as well because he's always under that, you know, susceptibility of a bad outing, but he's by and large been able to avoid them. It's the next guy I'm interested in talking a little little bit about, but yeah. Yeah. And the, the matchups are a little different for Matt. So yeah, the the Phillies game is probably like a wraparound or maybe just a one-off. Yeah. is going to be versus the Dodgers versus Cincy. So a little bit tougher for him. Although, the matchup at home against the Reds makes him a one for me. I, I'll give Matt yeah. one. Yeah, he was pitching a little bit better before he got hurt, and I was I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get to see if it lasted or you know went to the went to the list. It's tough because you know tough to make a, 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 a to say go get Matt. So he's got the Dodgers. Well, he's got the Dodgers, but I may get him. I may go get him and start him this week and hope that he can you know he's not a, an automatic drop. But I'm going to go with one as well. Yeah, I've been intrigued by Matt's for a long time, and I'll probably go down that well again in some league this weekend. Uh, Jeffrey Springs was back from a family medical matter, and um, what he struck out five or four innings did not factor in the decision. So it looks like maybe a little limited in his return, but uh, he's pitched extremely well versus Boston's tough than versus Baltimore. Mm. Springs a three. Oh, he yeah. looked pretty good against the Red Sox, gave up a couple of homers. Um, yeah, I mean, if he repeats that outing or he, yes, he's a three. Uh, you know, fans five, walks two and in four innings, gives up some runs, and then crushes a second start. You know, he, he, I think that justifies the three. Having said that, I mean, Baltimore is not a pushover anymore. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. They've uh, – it almost feels like they, they're they one of those teams that you know, every year there's a team that kind of pushes their window open a little bit quicker. They're not going to be competitive uh, this year, but it seems like maybe they've kind of set the table to, to actually be competitive next year. And if nothing else, they've made the, the – you know, between the, the, the fences and other things – They've made it a more attractive place for free agents to sign. Of course, they have to have an ownership signing the checks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's at least they've done their part. I think I'm going to give Kluber a three as well. Yeah, that feels right. I think he's settled into a, you know, a groove where, you know, he's the seasoned vet. The, if, he was, if he was lefty, he'd be called crafty. But he's not lefty, so we can't call him crafty, mm. which I never understood. How come there are any sweet right-handed swings? There are only sweet left-handed swings. Right, yeah. Anyway. That's the uh, advantage that we see. <laughs> the Spencer Howard truthers out there got their latest uh, you know, taste of uh, bitter. You sure, that, you sure that's plural? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe there's only one left. Yeah. But, um yeah, the latest was another disappointment. So he's a zero. Glenn Otto was picked up versus Oakland versus Seattle. So I, now I see why Glenn Otto was picked up uh, for these two. Um, Howard's a zero, but I, I guess with these matchups, Glenn Otto is going to be a two. Uh, unless there's extra points for palindromes. You know what? I agree, though. I, I agree with the two. Otto was on my. I like some of the Texas pitching list, but that also included Tommy Hearn. So I don't know how well my opinion matters in this case. Um, but I do, I think Otto, the matchups aren't terrible. You know, Otto is one of those guys, I think, I think Alex Chamberlain has maybe advocated for Otto yeah, yeah. every now and then. So, uh, you know, if he's got, if he's got Alex Chamberlain's endorsement, I will at least keep an open mind. On Glenn Otto, I got him as a two. Uh, Barrios versus Philly versus Casey. Is there a harder guy to figure out this year than Barrios? <laughs> yeah, Trevor Rogers. I'll let you go first this time. Uh, yeah, it's well, we're halfway through the season. We're on our 29th or 30th team. He's letting me go first. 
Um, yeah, with Jose Brears. I'm going to go three. I should have done I'm going – I mean, he's looked a little better, but it's that the results have been better. He looks the same as he always has. I'm, I'm just going to go three. The matchups don't scare me. Yep, I got a, a three as well. Then I mentioned I picked up Josiah Gray, and I tweeted out a pretty interesting video talking about how he kind of improved his uh, – I think it was his slider his last time out talking yeah. about the grip, so – that led to a career high 11Ks and seems like a really smart kid with a good head on his shoulders. So it seems like he, uh, I think he can continue to develop and, and build on what he's doing right now. So versus Seattle versus Atlanta, second start knocks him down a peg, but I think Josiah Gray is a two. I'm going to go three. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go three, two. So your previous to the his first start in July, where you kind of alluded to maybe didn't do so well. In June, 1.13 ERA, 0.88 whip. All right, well, maybe it's just luck, you know. Um, no, 28 strikeouts in 24 innings. So, you know, eight eight walks. This, he, that was supported. His solid June was supported. And then, all right, so he had a blip against Miami. Everybody has a blip against Miami. Well, maybe not everybody. Um, but, yeah, so he had a blip against Miami. Then he came out strong against Philly. Was it Schwarber got him twice and then – and so, then that was it, I think, maybe. I think that's – yeah, maybe that's it. But, yeah, two homers in six innings. But, yeah, no, I, I like what we're seeing from Gray. I think you're right about the learning. I think you're right about the um, uh, maturation, not as a you know as a pitcher. I, I, it's weird. I, I shouldn't have trouble using, you know, he's maturing. I think – what do you mean he was, you know – no, I mean, I'm talking about his pitching. I'm talking about his personality. But, yet, you know, people are nowadays. You have, you know, you have to – the you know the correctors out there but anyway um i think he's continuing to grow as a pitcher and i like what i've been seeing yeah if you haven't seen it i recommend checking out that video the nationals tweeted out i right. did at clay w link mm-hmm. and see you know to hear him talking about it because it seems like he really gets it and is uh trying to be his best self well let's recap these grades for the week of july 11th Final week before the All-Star break. Uh, good luck, and we'll be back to, to power through the second half. And as more people turn their focus to football, uh, you can really surge up your standings. Merrill Kelly, I say three, Todd, two. Max Freed, five. Spencer Strider, four. Chris Sale, hopefully he avoids another temper tra- tantrum. Uh, next week, we got him as a three, Chris Sale. Cal Quantrill, I say two, Todd, three. Shane Bieber, four. Jose Urania, zero. Austin Gomber, zero. Dylan Cease, five. Lance Lynn, three. Bo Brisky, I say one, Todd, two. Michael Pineda, I say two, Todd, three. Sorry, I lost my place here. Um... Okay, Michael Pineda, I say two, Todd, three. Brad Keller, I say zero, Todd, one. Daniel Lynch, zero. Trevor Rogers, I say two, Todd, one. Daniel Castano, zero. Jason Alexander, zero. Josh Winder, two. Max Scherzer, five. David Peterson, two. Luis Severino, five. Aaron Nola, five. Mitch Keller, zero. Ronzi Contreras, one. Sean Manaya, I say one, Todd, two. Logan Gilbert, five. Alex Cobb, three. Logan Webb, five. Miles Michaelis, three. Stephen Matz, one. Jeffrey Springs, three. Corey Kluber, three. Spencer Howard, zero. Glenn Otto, two. Jose Barrios, three. Josiah Gray, three. All right, so that is it for the... uh, Two start pitcher grades for this week. I will post all those in the show notes. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? What are we going to talk about next week? I guess we're going to have to stretch just like pickups into a couple. What are we going to do? We're going to like preview the home run derby or something. (laughs) We'll figure. Maybe we'll figure something out. We'll talk some fall stars. Maybe we'll, you know, you know what? It's data get to get Jim on to talk about uh, James. Did I just say Jim? That was weird. So weird to get James on to talk about some of the fall stars. Yeah, I know. Oh, he... not fall stars. Uh, future stars. I'm thinking yeah, AFL. Yeah, that should be fun. I think 
I guess it's on Peacock though for some reason. But uh, yeah, well, I still I happen to I, I still have it, so I'm gonna I'll watch it. But I think it's kind of cruddy that it's not on. Um, yeah, can't we get that at least on like MLB Network? Yeah, no, that's kind of silly. Uh, well, great stuff today, Todd. Look forward to uh, catching you and Eric Halterman on MLB Network Radio tomorrow. And uh, yeah, Todd's takes, Z Files, everything you got going on. Appreciate everything you do, and hope you all will be back with us next week. No two star pitches to grade, but Todd and I will be back next week here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. <laughs>